Christmas Traditions with David Pallison on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. It is Christmas week and has been a tradition that we've adopted here on the podcast. We are talking about Christmas traditions with various individuals. And this week, our guest on the podcast is Dr. David Pallison. David is the executive director of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. He is a member of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. He has been a professor of biblical counseling, the author of numerous books, and he is a friend of mine. David, we are that glad. That last part is far and away <laughs> the most significant aspect well, of that's that why I saved litany it for the of end. things. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> yes, the best. It's like the book of Revelation. That's right. The best happens at the end. Right? <laughs> that's right. We are so thankful that you're with us. And as we are thinking about the Christmas season, as we're thinking about celebrating Christmas this week with family and friends, uh, we want to hear from you just about you and your life. So you're a person who's influenced so many people. Talk to us about your family, wife, kids. Yes, uh, Nan and I have been married for 40 years as of the summer of 2017. So we are in our 40th year. Okay. So that uh, is hard to believe. How did you guys meet? We actually, the first time we talked, I don't remember, (laughs) because she insists that it happened. I have no memory because (laughs) I was asleep. I had done a double shift at the hospital where I was working. I was a brand new Christian. We had a mutual friend that said when Nan was up in Boston, she ought to look me up. I was a new Christian. And so she dutifully gave a call. And according to her, the conversation went something like, Hello, is David Pallison there? Uh, is David Pallison there? Forget this guy. I take it on faith. She's an honorable woman. She probably is not lying. Uh, she didn't tell me that story until after we were married, Okay, so she didn't forget me. We actually formally met uh, when she she was in a ministry to high school kids and did multimedia presentations, and uh, she was showing some of her multimedia shows at an arts festival, a Christian arts festival, and I was attending, and we had mutual friends that we said hello, and mm-hmm. and then uh, the next year I was down at uh, going to seminary. Uh, at Westminster in Philadelphia, Nan, her, this media, multimedia ministry she had, she was on the road a lot. So mm. she came through a number of times. We got to know each other. And, you know, boy meets girl. Yeah. One thing leads to another, and we got married. You got married? Three and you had ki- kids. Three kids. We had three kids. Yeah. Uh, a great picture of the fact that as as Christians, we validate all aspects of human life, including genetics and temperament, including the impact of culture and upbringing, and ultimately arising from the heart. The heart interacts with given equipment and given experience. And our kids, you can look at the first 10 minutes of their lives, and you can see things that in seed form point to their greatest strengths and the things they struggled with right from within the first 10 minutes. It's it's quite remarkable. Mm. It's... our son is very self-contained. 
he just kind of popped out, calm, cool, and collected, <laughs> and uh, no fuss, no muss. Um, the uh, our first daughter popped out, highly relational, immediately <laughs> glomming onto mom, uh, emotional and romantic and attached, and and our third daughter, uh, our third child, second daughter popped out looking for how she could dominate the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, same DNA pool, yeah. totally different. And, you know, and you can see how each of those characteristics has a lovely strength, mm-hmm. and then it brings certain characteristics that you struggle with. So, mm. yeah, we, we loved the nuclear family years. Uh-huh. It, um, Nan and I were privileged in God's mercy to both have had loving families and loving memories of being children. And that, it, it just made us actually approach parenting with the expectation that it would be good. Yeah. And we loved being parents. Mm. We, we still do. I mean, our baby is now just turned 30 this past summer. She's married. She has a, a, a child of her own. Um, we still feel the empty nest. You yeah. still feel the uh, a certain kind of of ache that mm. we so loved being with our kids and enjoying those nuclear family years before the kids start to to fly away. So I remember at your uh, when your daughter got married, second daughter, and the experience of you giving her away. And I asked you, what was that like? And you talked about my daughter. And you said, imagine your daughter. You were there when she took her first steps. You were took her to school. You heard her first words. You walked with her through all these steps of life. And then imagine taking that girl's hand and giving her away to another man. Yeah. And I've just never had anybody put the, it's joy. It's a marriage. It's, it's the way it's supposed joy. to happen. But yeah. there's a real loss there's when loss. that happens. Yeah. And Hannah, too, was the... She was the child that was both the most adventurous. I mean, mm-hmm. She wanted to go like conquer the world and make the world all better and had grit and the good side of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. And, and she was also a homebody and mm-hmm. most valued the family traditions. And yeah. when her brother and sister grew up and left, she was the one that felt the ache of, you know, that our Christmas was not the same yeah. anymore. And I'll never forget this pitiful moment. The first Christmas, the other two weren't there. One of our traditions was that all the kids would wait up at the top of the stairs, and we, Nan and I would be setting the fire, getting the fire going, and making some breakfast, and and then it would be like kind of like the starting line, and they all just like stampede <laughs> down the stairs, and she's up there all by herself, and she starts to cry, and so Aww. you know, I, I finished up breakfast and the fire, and Nan sat up with her, and then you know, there were just three of us, not five, mm. and. Um, you know, it's okay, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. The nuclear right. family is busting up, and she felt that so keenly. Sure. So it is Christmas, Christmas traditions. What are some traditions? You were, you and Nan were both believers in your marriage. You raised your children to be Christians. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you celebrated Christmas and tried to make this time of year meaningful in your home? Yeah. You know, there, there were... There were a number of variants in that. Uh, there were a number of years where uh, we'd go visit family. Mm-hmm. And there was always a piece that was 
uh, Christ-centered, there'd be a, a, you know, going to a, a candlelight service on Christmas Eve. And, but it wasn't as woven into the fabric when we'd be visiting with extent, more extended family. In that case, probably the place where the, the significance of Christmas as a believer probably more came out in, uh, in Advent in having uh, Christmas carols that we would sing mm-hmm. uh, around an Advent wreath on the Sundays leading up to Christmas. Uh, but Christmas itself would have not been, and, and when we were visiting on someone else's turf, mm-hmm. would have not been this, the same. On the, on the times when we had our own Christmas, um, nothing earth-shaking. You know, we read the Christmas story, mm-hmm. pray, sing joy to the world. Um, we had a, our approach to presence was one that we're, I'm very pleased with. Uh, we, we weren't super materialistic. Every present got individual attention. Mm. So it wasn't the mad rush under the tree and ripping presents open. So one person would open one present. And one of the things that everyone did is people took turns, in a sense, being the the one to go pick a present from under the tree and bring it to mm-hmm. someone else in the family. So that mm. um, that having a, you actually are, are doing the thinking about somebody else and bringing them a present, they open it, they engage it, um, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It actually created a certain problem eventually because our son, who loved to read, would just start reading his book that he had <laughs> right gotten. there under the tree. And so Christmas Day would actually be done from a present standpoint. He'd have five or six other gifts still waiting <laughs> because he had just immersed in a book. And I, I actually think that was lovely. I got a, I've got a son like that too. You know, it just said, "I'm not here to, you know, just have a materialistic frenzy." And this is a really interesting book, and yeah. I'll look at this book. So. What is a favorite memory from when your kids were young at Christmas time? I think, yeah, you know, the this whole the whole package kind of mm-hmm. comes together, you know, in terms of the music and the fragrances and the candlelight and the um, the building excitement. Your your thinking about other people you're buying gifts gifts are kind of trickling in under the tree uh-huh. from mysterious places that Nan would hide them and there'd be you know more appearing um, and then just the way the day itself was it just had a lovely I, I, the rhythm of the day yeah. was, it was quiet it was familial it was thoughtful um, it fit with values just as a we're not a loud, noisy, active, tumultuous family. You know, we're more of a quiet family, mm-hmm. and it was a quiet day in a really good, in a really good way. We'd always take a walk, oh. you know, afterwards. Um, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, it might be cold, might be, might not be, so cold, uh, not so cold, <laughs> might be, you know, fifty degrees and rainy. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you know, one one very specific memory is the, our first dog, <laughs> and. That dog, uh, th- there was a book, um, The Indian in the Cupboard, that was yeah. very popular. And this little it, toy Indian becomes real when you put mm-hmm. it in the cupboard. And 
we had a treasure we had a lot of treasure hunts in our family and for the big present we had a treasure hunt and so the kids went around the whole house finding clues and going to the <laughs> next site and finding another clue and then the final clue was in the uh, uh the sideboard and it was a a little toy dog and it said open the front door and i will become real oh. and i had slipped out halfway through the treasure hunt and gone to get the dog that we'd picked out and so they come and open the door and there's dad with our dog <laughs> arriving at the front door that's great. that was one of those great moments of yeah. uh, of family life and in fact it, it was one of those misty rainy warmish type uh, uh, Christmases, and we actually named our dog uh, Misty Christmas. Oh, really? And Misty was her name, but her sure. full name was Misty Christmas. That's so. wonderful. And now, your kids are out of the house. Now they're scattered. Yeah, Hawaii, Croatia, and Florida. Hawaii, Croatia, and Florida. Yeah. And so now, what's Christmas look like? A veil of tears and woe. <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite that bad. We've we, we've actually had a couple of times uh, where we around Christmas we had family reunions, so uh, either up in New England uh-huh. or out in Hawaii where I grew up. So we've had some very memorable family family reunions. In fact, one of them it was probably the most memorable miserable Christmas we ever spent. It was about maybe five years ago or so. Everybody got sick. Oh, there was pneumonia, bronchitis, flu, and literally we were all we we're in a ca- cabin up in the woods in Vermont. Beautiful out, snow, and you know, the fire was roaring, and we were all sitting around the fire, huddled under blankets and sweatshirts, <laughs> to, feeling too miserable to want to do anything for Christmas. <laughs> Taking an ER run for the granddaughter that had oh, pneumonia. No. I mean, it was it was just one of those sad, pathetic moments of, of human life. Oh dear. The, um, but yeah, so we've had family reunions. Those have been uh, really sweet. Uh, this Christmas, for the first time, uh, one of our children is hosting Christmas. So oh. our, our daughter Gwyneth and her family just bought their first house last year, and down in Florida, so we'll be going down for Christmas with them. Which so we're looking forward to what you know what Gwen's particular approach to it will be. She's a very hospitable and mm-hmm. creative young lady. Well, you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Our guest this week has been Dr. David Pallison, the executive director of CCEF. If you'd like more information about him and his ministry, you can visit them at www.ccef.org. If you'd like more information about ACBC and our ministry, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com. And from all of us at ACBC, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. 